And now, broadcasting from atop a secret location somewhere on Fort Myers Beach, Florida, it's How About That with Brian Howe. And now, your host, Brian Howe. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever the hell you are. Welcome to the How About That with Indeed, Brian Howe. And my guest this afternoon, this morning, this evening is a very, very, very prominent um, person in certain social circles. Um, Her name (laughs) is Sefi Haven, and she is, um, to all intents and purposes, I don't really know how to describe her as an, maybe as an escort. Um, I don't know if there's any term, any other terminologies for this particular subject. I would say maybe hooker or, or uh, dare I say the word prostitute. I, I, I don't know how you want to um, to present yourself. Uh, Seth, no, I don't think you should dare on that. <laughs> no, uh, so, someone who does the work of love and pleasure. Let's love just... and pleasure. All the things that I know nothing about. <laughs> In fact, my first wife, Seth, told me, that during the divorce proceedings, she said that I was a lousy lover, to which I replied, how the hell would you know in three minutes? (laughs) 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 So anyway, um, I I gather that you've had other jobs too. You you went to, uh, you're an actress, a, a Juilliard trained actress which is that's that's fair that's a fair stomp up there that's that's a good school and and they turn out marvelous people uh, tell me some of the people that maybe they've turned out that that we that, that we would know about um let's see laura lenny oh. andre andre brower uh Jeannie triplehorn um what's his name um mandy patinkin Petty, Blue hmm. Pone, wow. Kevin Klein, uh, Christopher Reeve, Robin Williams. Wow. Wow. That is wonderful quite folk. impressive. So that's a wonderful school. And, yes, and, but and not you, me. <laughs> no. You know, I wasn't on that list. <laughs> no, thing, things went slightly wrong, didn't they, darling? Yes, went sideways. Went sideways, yes. <laughs> well, that's all right. So you decided... At a, I'm not going to tell your story for you, but I know that you started off as, as a, um, you went to Juilliard and then, then you, it, it didn't particularly work out terribly well, did it? Because I, I believe you, um, you were sidestepping and doing jobs as, as a, for instance, a waitress, correct? Yes, that's right. So I did, it actually did go really well for a while. I, I got out of Juilliard, but the problem was I had so much debt uh, going through school and the student loans. So when mm-hmm. I got out of school and became, I went out as an actress, of course, not a doctor. So I stepped out into probably $165,000 worth of debt. Oh. So it was yeah. pretty steep. So you come out, there's like, unless I'm getting a soap opera, I'm going to be struggling pretty hard. So <laughs> so that's kind of where it started. Hmm. And then, uh, hmm. then I started doing all these millions of odd jobs, which I did during school. But it got to a point where I was about to be homeless. So... I ended up uh, seeing an ad that said, girls, 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 make $1,000 a week, no sex involved. And I thought, oh, okay, just be Hmm. escorting men to the ball or something. I don't know. (laughs) Accompanying men to the picnic. I don't know what I was going to do. Yeah, I guess (laughs) they do that to try and induce girls that aren't sure about the sexual side of things to to apply. And then they slowly, slowly groom you into the sexual activity part of things, right? 
No, they didn't groom me. They just kind of, they sent you on your first call and you went, oh, I see. There's a penis. Oh. I guess I do something with that. <laughs> and of course, you'd, ne- you'd never seen one before, had you really? I mean- <laughs> oh, no, virgin, virgin territory. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long, how long was it between you leaving? The, the thing that, that, that interests me, Seth, is that you, you seem to follow a natural road into this, into this um, escort agency sort of situation, whereas you could have, I suppose, also have applied for jobs as like a secretary or a, you know, or, or a regular, shall we say, job. What, what was it that made you... Did you like getting up in the mornings or is it? (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, definitely don't. That's one thing, but (laughs) big deal. Yes. I don't like to get up. No. (laughs) All right. No, actually, I didn't really have a, I spent my whole life in the theater, so I didn't really have any office skills. And the times that I worked for jobs like office jobs or waitress jobs, I tended to get fired really fast. Um, so and also they don't make enough money really to pay off one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars worth of debt and in New York, you know, uh, rent and everything else. So, you know, yeah, it New York is not winter. cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap in New York. It's I mean I, I, I had friends years ago living in a in a in a one bedroom tiny little box. It was a thousand bucks. You know, oh yeah, it, 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 it was just ridiculous. And uh, but that's life, well, some suppose, people. It is. And some people who went to school with me, are, they, you know, they had support. They had family support or, you know, they had money, mm. family with. So some people did and some people didn't. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. So your sure. parents didn't like you very much then, basically. What they hate know. me. They hate me. Right. <laughs> no, they love me so much. That's why I don't tell anybody about this book because I don't want my parents to find out. I'm, oh, I'm I see. I, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. So yeah. they have no idea about this ulterior lifestyle that, you, that you've had. Not, not a clue. No, I've lived in two separate lives for so long, for decades. Yeah, I've lived two separate lives. On well, the outside, a- I'm a failed actress slash massage therapist. On the underside, I'm the number one escort in the country for a while. So, but, wow! But nobody would know, right? Well, it's probably best that way, I, I would imagine. But now, tell so. me, tell me a little bit about the um, the jobs. Like, like you were a waitress for a while. Now, I've tried being a barman, and I was absolutely horrific. I, I because mathematics is not my thing. I, you know, I, I would just make up prices on on, on, on on drinks and just try and add it up, and it would come to a horrendous amount of money. Sometimes too too little, and sometimes too much. And I, I, I think I lasted about a week doing that. But um, tell me <laughs> about... Luckily, your ta- were drunk. They <laughs> <laughs> so were when I finished with them. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, tell us about your, your waitressing jobs. I know you had one particular... Um, yeah, I had, uh, I had one where I had to get up at like four in the morning. I would go to school, come home, sleep like three hours, and then get into the Ritz-Carlton uh, in New York at around th- you know, four o'clock in the morning to be a breakfast waitress down in the very, you know, lo- lovely breakfasty place. And, um, and all the, you know, the rich, rich Carlton people would come there. And I was, of course, wearing those awful tuxedos that they put women in that no women should be in. Oh, is uh, that you? It is me. And I've, I have my ringer off, which is amazing. And, and, and it's, <laughs> my, it's my friend from, um, carry on with this story and I, I will talk to him. Hold on. Just carry on. Okay. Uh, so I forgot where I was. Um, yeah, so I would get up really early in the morning to wait on these wonderful people. And one of my, a lot of famous clients usually went down there. 
uh, so one day I was serving some eggs and breakfast to some famous musicians. John Bon Jovi was one. Uh-huh. And I'm very klutzy, and I landed with a full plate of eggs in John Bon Jovi's lap, and he was very angry, and um, I nearly got fired. <laughs> I think I did oh, get fired. <laughs> okay. He was not oh. happy. <laughs> he wasn't a happy camper with the scrambled no, eggs and, or no, fried eggs in his lap, no. I've spilled no. things on other celebrities who were fine, but John was not fine. <laughs> yeah, I think John has his moments, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> um, I, I've got a, a friend of mine. A, a friend is a loose description. He's just called in. I believe he lives in a very small cabin somewhere in, I think, Arkansas. Can you Can you speak up there little billy little bobby yeah it's little bobby how you doing brian i'm doing very well little bobby i've got a i've got a very special guest on today and um her name is seth sefi haven and she does a job or or did a job and maybe still does i don't know um she likes to basically have sex i like that well <laughs> so, so do I. I. I used to have it on my own by myself, but I like it when there's a woman involved as well. Right. Well, you do live, yeah. from, from what you told me a couple of weeks ago, uh, little Bob, you'd live in a house full of cats. Is that is that correct? Uh, well, I've got, I got some cats. i got some chickens. i got some pigs. I got a, I got an old goat and I got a couple of hound dogs. I got a blue tick hound named Blue, funny enough. Uh-huh. And uh, there, there's old Red. Old Red ain't doing so well. But yeah, I, I got animals. I, I like animals. All right, like animals. cool. I, I don't right. have sex with them, though. I don't, I don't ever fuck them. Pardon? I said I don't ever fuck them, though. Okay, well, that's, that's fine, little, little Bobby. Um, can, you, can you just stay on hold for a little while, Bobby, and just listen in and, and uh, if you have something sensible to say maybe you can join in well, because i just was wondering what the what the lady would take do for ten dollars i can't even hear you for ten dollars <laughs> nothing yeah. she I, doesn't hear the, the question i can't even hear $10. you for ten dollars <laughs> yeah she's not listening for ten dollars no she's she's really like not... a hand job maybe maybe a hand job okay we're gonna we're for, uh, bye bye billy thank bobby um sorry about that uh, that's that's, okay. that's 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 little Bobby, and he calls every show and l- knows nothing about the topic. So he's, you know, he just says things just to try and become my friend, and that's not going to do yes. on this no. particular occasion. Um, right. I do apologize for that, but um, that's all right. Um, so, talk me through the first, your very first day. You, you've 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 applied for this advertisement, which I, I guess was on. How did you? How do you find these advertisements? Well, at that time, I was sitting on my floor thinking about being homeless, wondering what to do. And I saw this on the back of there was a paper called The Village Voice. I don't know if you re- remember it. From I a do. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the back of it, there was all these adverts. And one said, you know, the escort escorts, you know, girls, 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 thousand dollars a week. And I thought, wow, I haven't made that in a month. So I went to that mm. particular one. And um, the whole first chapter of my book is about going back and forth in my head whether I should do this, not do this. What is this going to be? Oh, my God. You know, and finally going. Um, wow. And meeting the madam there who immediately told me I was on trial because of the way I looked, which <laughs> she was perfectly right. Because I was wearing granny shoes and, you know, some weird skirt and a back up the, you know, button up the back blouse. And it was ridiculous. It's not what you wear. <laughs> so, hmm. 
Although some yeah. people, I think, are turned on by that, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, yeah, but not the majority, not the majority. <laughs> no, I, I agree. So, I mean, d- do you consider yourself to be a particularly sexual person before you yes. started out as an escort? escort? I, I, I mean, you're obviously a very attractive woman, so I, I've only seen one picture of you, and you, and you look gorgeous. So if oh, that's really you, you, though, that wouldn't really be you on the cover, though, would it, on, on the book? I can't tell you that. Well, I'm going to go because with. The, I'm going to go with it. It's not you, because otherwise your parents might have walked into Barnes and Noble and gone, "Oh my God." Well, you know, I can't tell you because that, <laughs> that might be me. In fact, that's it might be, but, might but, be I, me, but... I, I've got a sneaking suspicion that it's not, and that's fine too. That, that, that's not a problem. So, so tell me, you get your first appointment shall we call it an, an appointment and, and 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 you arrive and i mean you must be absolutely nerve-wracked i mean because you don't know and and i can only imagine that some of these situations can turn a little bit schizoid sometimes you go to a guy's place or you meet wherever you meet what if the guy just walk me through it because for me this <laughs> is fascinating because it's it's scary as well you're very brave initially to do this initially yes well i think i think people have a misconception about what's the what's the dangers and the dangers are not what you think the dangers are society itself uh, coming at you you know um the danger is police in america because it's against the law um the danger is usually not the men really what is what the situation is like when i was first starting it was just by the hour Later on, I became independent and could control things myself, so I required a two-hour minimum. And then after that, it just was like a regular date kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. really what it's like, whether it's one hour, two hours, or whatever, it's really just like a date on speed. You know, you just just like, hi, meet you, and then move forward. But also there's a lot of skill, and, um, you know, to be made love to by a professional is very different than, you know, real life yeah. perhaps because somebody's taking the time yeah. to really learn imagine. you and yeah so and, and that's what you you know just as you got good on you know with your voice and you know being a musician i got good with you know men <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you are my learn, guitar you, you yeah are you do learn instrument. techniques <laughs> you learn yeah, techniques well, it's not, and, and, and you get better the more yeah. you do it yeah yeah. Well, you know, when, you, when you're a musician and you're listening, you get to the place where you just know music and you can listen and there's a subtlety going on and an intuition and there's all that going on inside you and you can still be very present. That's sort of what it gets to. So you become an artist in it, you know. I, I get that. I, I totally get that. Um, I think John has had a couple of um, escorts over at his house while his wife was out. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just, just to watch that. TV. That, just that to watch. Was, yeah. He's just a, an avid, an avid television yes. watcher. He likes Star Trek I did ha- and, and stuff. I did like have that. a client who just liked to watch videos. You know, we used to do that. So hold on a minute. He's paying you, and, 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 and let, let me just let me just surmise. I suppose when you started off, now are we talking about the eighties or the nineties? Um, I started in the late eighties. Okay, that's cool. And then I went so, through the 90s. And it, in the mid-90s, the late 90s, I became the number one escort. And then, wow. um, then we had 9-11. How's that measured? I mean, is it like a billboard for <laughs> yeah. escorts? How does that work? It's a, yeah. it's a great week, question. top of the charts. <laughs> great. Or bottom of the charts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's actually kind of like Yelp, but it's, it was called the, the Big Doggy. I mean, but to get five stars, you had to suck. 
you know, really well. So. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Well, we all like popsicles, don't we? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, and there was this, it was a rating board and all the men who were, you know, used the services underground sort of could write in and say, this girl was great and this one don't go there. Her apartment's a mess or, you know, and they sort of started this kind of formal board where they started rating for sure, you know, just just because they wanted to to be in touch with each other and yeah. just like that guy Bobby calls you, you know. <laughs> yeah, Bobby is a is a harmless soul. He, he's I know. he's, uh, all he's annoying. He's very annoying. He has no no tactical social technique of talking to people. Everything's an F word or something like that. But because it's a podcast, <laughs> we don't really care. You know, right. it's just one of those things. But now it's almost uh, there. There are some very strict rules, obviously, when, when you're an escort. Things you do and things that you will not do. Now, let me ask you, uh, which will shock many people and think, "Well, this is a stupid question." But <laughs> do you? Did you actually kiss your clients? Of course. I, that's to see. I think a lot of people see the movie of. Well, first of all, let me just say this, Brian. There's a whole mm. different level, just like. There's different kinds of musicians. There's different kinds of escorts. So there's street girls and there's girls who are being trafficked, which is horrible. And that's what we need to take care of. But then yeah. there's girls in, in who are escorts that only see people for one hour or two hours at a time. And that's one level of being an escort. And there's uh -huh. prostitutes. There's, and then there's uh, higher class escorts that are more artists. They're courtesans. You know, you hire them for a longer period of time. And um, they actually mm. are really good at what they do. So... Um, it's different levels of everything. Hmm. Um, so how many of your friends um, or acquaintances knew that you were doing this? I mean, I'm sure you, you knew other escorts that, and you'd probably go out for drinks and, and, and socialize somewhat, I would imagine. But what about your other friends? I guess you couldn't really divulge too much to them, could you? I told a few people and I made a mistake by telling some people because they were immediately not happy. <laughs> um, right. but mostly I lived a lot underground for many years because we have schedules that are based on other people's times and also when you're making this kind of money you just put your head to the grindstone literally <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and just work so I was working you know get up at eight and work until two in the morning every single day for like seven days a week forever Hmm. So you really didn't see that many people. And girls would keep in touch via the phone. I mean, we'd let each other know if a client was bad or if anybody was hurtful or if somebody was a police officer or things like that. Oh, so you did get police officers, you know, pretending to, to be yeah, a, we a would, client, right? Right. We would screen, but sometimes you never know. So we would screen through other girls. Hmm. That's wild. Yeah, I know. That's a tough job being a cop, isn't it, when you're... You know. <laughs> oh, it's such a buzz breaker. Like, why yeah, would why yeah. would you want that job to just ruin everybody else's fun? He just brings <laughs> out you. You've got your badge out, and he gets his out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, so, indeed, indeed, I, indeed. I know that early on in, in the book, you said you you felt um, disposable. What, yeah. What did you mean by? It? I mean, did you feel cheap and nasty and like, I don't know. I mean, no. You know, it was the opposite, Brian. It was so strange because in real life, all through my real life from age sixteen up till when I started working, I would date a guy and then pretty much 
he would dump me or just not say anything or we'd date for a little while. And, you know, it was almost as if I was disposable because there was, you know, how young immature guys can be. Yeah. And so, yeah. so that's how we retreated. And then once I got working, I was suddenly valuable and it not only paid for it, but men were like loving me. And I was like, oh my God. So this is totally the opposite. I was disposable before. I'm no longer the disposable woman. That's maybe because they, yeah, maybe because they're paying for it. You know, if you pay for your car, you appreciate it. If you're renting, you don't, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very true. How much money was it? I mean, to, to spend, let's say, let's just keep it down to an hour. So for an hour, how much would it would it cost a, a, a guy to, to spend that time with you? Well, at that time, during this particular, the book is a series. So this book is book one. So uh -huh. at this particular time that this book takes place, it was 300 or 200, depending on the girl you chose. Um, so 300 for the hour and the girl split it with an agency because at that time, you couldn't be independent because there was no internet. So they wow. had to advertise in the yellow pages and the yellow pages cost like $5,000 a page. So oh. it, yeah, it was really expensive. So the agencies could afford that. So the girls couldn't be independent because they couldn't afford to advertise. Yeah. That's wild. So that, that, yeah, that so was a, that's a hefty sum back then. Oh yeah, it was a lot, but the agencies could afford it. But so if you were a regular guy, you could either get, uh, usually have a girl come over for an hour for about $300. Wow. Not bad. I'm just, at, I'm just looking at my piggy bank. Right now. <laughs> Seems like a pretty good deal, really, when you think about it. <laughs> well, that was then. That was oh, then. That's okay. not now. That yeah, so seriously, yeah, yeah. what do you have any idea? What 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 is that? What would that? What would you be making now? Well, now um, somebody like who's depends if you're living in London or New York or a big city like that, because their rent is so high. They're usually a thousand dollars an hour or more. Sometimes two thousand an hour. Yeah. But um, but it depends also on the type of girl you're looking for. There's other girls that will see go out for a two hour minimum at a thousand dollars, but it's usually about five hundred most of the other places in the country, five to six hundred. Well, that's incredible, isn't it? Because uh, let's just—I mean, I, I don't know how many clients you, you you would have on average a week, but I'm guessing it would be a, a minimum of of twenty, right? No, that's way too much. <laughs> I really? think you're thinking of yeah, you're thinking of more brothels or prostitutes. Um, that oh, are just I, kind see, of, I see. This shows you how naive I really am because I, I yeah. have no idea. So no, so for instance, uh, in that in the in the book, this book that the first book, yes, I was working for an agency, so probably I'd see two to four people a day, a night. So it depends mm. on how many times I signed on. Sometimes just one person that would keep me for the whole evening. But really? Yes, but as I got to my own business later on in a different book, I only saw people for two-hour minimums. And so one to two to three people in an entire day. Or I'd go away on vacation with them or, you know, go some other place. So. Oh, so they would pay your airfare, your hotel, and, 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 and still a regular hourly fee on top of that, too? Not hourly. We would come to a daily, kind of a nightly fee. Oh, I see. Fee. I, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. This is interesting, man. Maybe I should try this. <laughs> uh, your wife is not going to like that. No, thank <laughs> Although I have seen some couples well, I'm, I'm and not, the wife I'm did not, like I'm it. not married. I'm, I, my last girlfriend dumped me completely, so I, I, I'm oh. actually single. So maybe I could, I could moonlight and... Uh, and, and, and do you could. I you had think? a guy who used to work with me 
Yeah, he's really? good too. Yes, he was amazing. <laughs> wow, Brian, a new career. I know, wow. right? <laughs> and you have talent, so you know. Oh, yeah. you're, you're packing some yeah, talent but there. <laughs> I don't know if they want to hear me sing during sex. It might, it might, it might be a bit wayward. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's very strange. But so, obviously. You you do sometimes pick up, shall we say, a regular client who becomes, shall we say, somewhat attached to you and and possibly emotionally involved with you. How do you deal with that? Because and maybe you also become. Well, you you tell me about it because I'm I'm pushing words into you. Well, it used to be back back when this book took place. That was not a great thing. Um, and in fact, it could be dangerous because if you worked for an agency and the client wanted just you, the agency would still charge them and they'd get upset and then they would maybe try to get the agency in trouble. But that was back in those days. When it's when I was independent and it happened, it was a little bit difficult because the one thing that is hazardous to an escort is to fall in love because the minute you fall in love, you lose your job. And you have no income. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't think there's any other business like that. But then I, yeah. and also used to be, used to bother me when men would say they love me and they really didn't. But now um, I kind of love to be in love with my clients and the ones who fall in love with me, I fall in love right back in that way, not, not in the get married kind of way, but in a romantic, wonderful way. But a long time ago, I had a very funny situation. My friend lived in England and we used to have phone calls every Tuesday. And hmm. one time he called me and he said, Darling, I haven't been able to reach you. It's Tuesday. And I said, Oh God, you know, I'm sorry, I've been in therapy. And he said, um, <laughs> he said, What I didn't know what's wrong. And I said, No, no, it's couples therapy. And he said, Are you in a relationship? And I said, No, it's with a client. And he said, What? what? Doesn't he know he can get rid of you? <laughs> and I wow. said, No, he just wants to doesn't want to, you know, to get rid of me, he wants to just fix us. That's all. So I was in couples therapy for a while with my client, which was well, funny. Well, that's odd because <laughs> I know. It, 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 it's, it seems to me, Seth, that when you do the job that you do or did or, or continue to do, I'm not sure which, um, you do play the part. You are an actress. You, you really are playing the part. And, and it is the bedroom becomes the stage and you're there to satisfy the audience and the audience is the client. So I, I can see the link between your training at, at, at Juilliard and, uh, you know, and, 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 and doing this. Am I right? You, you yes. It's, if you think about acting as like living truthfully in an imaginary circumstance, right? Then yeah. it is that it's, you are in a sort of an imaginary or heightened or strange circumstance and you live truthfully into it just like in acting. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. It's just like when I walk out on stage. Right. It's, it's not really me because I'm the opposite of the guy that walks out on stage. The guy <laughs> that walks out on stage is so confident. He's so cocksure of himself. Yes, um, it's your persona. It's your stage persona. But that's part of you. That's very much part of you. It's just not it is. It is, but I don't like him. I, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of him particularly because no. he can be a bit of a dick. And um, no. <laughs> I prefer I prefer the Brian that I am here when I look after all my rescue animals and and Aww. you know and 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 I love that. And uh, but that's that's another story. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. nice. I, I, I'm an animal freak, so that's that's that Me takes too. that takes uh, a lot of my time. Um, Let's, let's see. I'm just looking at this thing, John. What what have you got in the way of uh, well, what? What I wanted to talk to her about was because I read the book and I love the book. And anybody, oh, thank you. anybody listening to this that 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 just that likes to read just anything interesting because you're a really good writer. 
you thank you. You, you you and it's not just about her her escort uh, her career if you will as an escort but also she talks about her experiences at Juilliard which I think are fascinating um, mm. you know she talks about I don't want to give anything away she talks about you know the pressures of getting into Juilliard and all that stuff um, so I really recommend but one of the things that, that that struck me about the book was and maybe you could talk a little bit about this but you had some people you, you really felt the need to connect to people, you just didn't want to to take a check or you know or, or cash, in, right? Yeah, you you wanted to connect with these people, and when you encountered people that were difficult, that you felt were really difficult to connect to, that made you want to connect even more. What is it about you that that you that you feel this need? It wasn't just a job for to, to fulfill their sexual needs, but you also kind of wanted to fix them. I don't know if I wanted to fix them, but I definitely wanted to make sure that there was a connection, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, well, we all are driven by something, right? So for me, I think I'm driven by empathy. Brian would understand because of his animals, I suppose, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so yeah. my heart is that way, too. And I just see, um, when I walk in, I can see the loneliness or the sadness or what the need is or the desire or whatever. I guess I see it right away and go for that spot. So, but you know what? Um I think um, if you didn't do that, if you weren't completely present in the moment and you kind of just spent your time counting numbers in your head and when the hours was going to be over, then you come out of the experience with nothing, you know. And so years later when I lost a lot of money um, and I thought, oh, my God, it's all gone, I wasn't – it wasn't gone because I was able to uh, – I had all those experiences and all those relationships and people still – in my life and in my mind and still wrote me and you know so there was really true uh, bonding there so I'm lucky I had that even so you had hmm. connections with some of these people you know even after you were out of the business as it were I have connections with them even to this day there are there people they're reading my book and they're going it's so great and, you know <laughs> wow. so yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah for no, those sorry yeah. carry on carry on sir no go ahead no you I'm sorry no, I'm just going to say that those that are just tuning in now and are not um, not aware, this is Seth Haven, and she's got a wonderful book, which you must you must go out and buy because it's a fascinating book. It gives you an insight into the the real psyche of people that do escorts for for a living. And the book is called My Horizontal Life: An Escort's Tale, and it, I, I recommend you get that. So I'm sorry, carry on now, Seth. I'm, no, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, not a problem, darling. It's a very good book, and it does open up the doors to many answers to questions that people are probably too scared to ask. You know, because <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. like, I've got one question for you that I, 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 I myself, I'm a little bit scared to ask. And that is about um, the uh, STDs. How do you deal, yes, I how know. Do you deal with this? I mean, right? it's got to be a constant fear because you don't know. Well, that's a, such a good question. I know, it's such a good question. When I first started, which is in this book, actually, I was terrified because AIDS was the, was the deal, you know? Mm. And of course, we didn't know what AIDS was caused from even. We, were, we thought it could, you could get it from sipping a coffee cup of somebody's, you yeah. know? Yeah. So we were so stupid. So, so yeah, yeah, it was terrifying. So one of the first things I did was ask every girl, what do you do about, you know, herpes? What do you do about, you know, STDs? What do you do about AIDS? Aren't you afraid of AIDS? And of yeah. course, you know, nobody could answer answer right away but the thing about being an escort is you as opposed to a girl in real life in as an escort I have every right to say 
put on that raincoat or we aren't going anywhere kind of thing, you know, or I carry them with me and I put them on in a very nice way where they hardly even know they're going on, you know? So, um, so I make sure that I'm protecting the situation always. Whereas Mm. in real life, you know, there's this sense of, Oh, we're carried away by the situation or the guy can say, come on, babe, let's not, you know? Uh, And so, but not when I'm working. So I'm very protected. And in fact, I think some of the cleanest girls you'll ever meet are working girls because they they don't go out and get drunk and just find themselves in bed with somebody. They're very conscious of all their choices sexually. Right. Yeah, that, that, I, that, that I can see. I, I can see that 100% because they, they really, uh, it's a professional job. So you treat it differently than a girl that goes out nightclubbing, has too much to drink and winds up in bed with three or four different guys. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we've yeah, all oops. met those sort of girls. Yeah, we've all met those. But um, well, we've all been those sort of girls. But, <laughs> but we go, we're not doing that. Well, I haven't oh. personally, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> um, so let's just imagine this. You go out. On, on a social night, you go to your local bar or your local area and, and you're out there having a drink with a girlfriend or even maybe your parents. And suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, the worst thing in the world happens and you see a client who comes <laughs> towards you. What do you do? You're so ha- funny. You know, <laughs> you're so sweet. You're sort of, you're so cute. <laughs> no, it has happened, but that was never the worst thing in the world. But <laughs> it has happened. Well, and I actually, he's more scared than I am because he sees me and he wonders if I'm going to come to him and out him. So I don't ever, of course, uh, you know, right, I just give right. him a look like, you know, it's cool. And um, no, the only time I've ever had that happen was with an ex-boyfriend who decided to, to walk in the middle of when I was with a client. And he decided to come over then, uh, so it sort of disturbed that. So that was not good. Oh, but, <laughs> but clients mm. don't do that. I think mm. we're very. I think uh, as as men and women, I've never been treated. Usually, never been treated better than with by clients. You know, clients usually yeah. treat you so we're so lovely and so respectful, and because we both want the same thing, we both want heightened romance. We both want to have a beautiful time. We both want to be felt and listened to, and really paid attention to and known. You know, and, and you don't often get that in real life. Somebody who really pays attention and listens and cares and knows. Right. I mean, does that really happen? I mean, do you really yeah. sometimes enjoy being with the oh. the one person or, or, or several people or whatever? I mean, is it some? So you do detach it from being a, a, a job, really. I, it, sometimes it just takes you away and, and, and you really do enjoy it, right? Well, I mean, yes, of course, I'm going to put it back to you a little bit. Like, you get paid for doing music awesomely. It's great because you're Mm. great at it. And it's the same for me. I get paid for doing what I love, too. And do are there nights where I would rather not? Yeah. And are there times where I'm like, oh, not this song again? Yeah. You know, (laughs) but but in general, it's the best thing because I love it. It's it's a job that was made for me. So, yeah, I like it, and I like the people I meet. And they treat me with love and dignity, and I treat them the same. So, hmm. it's about? pretty cool. And this, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 carry on, carry on. I was just going to say, in this first book, however, it's just me discovering this world. So I haven't yet come to any of this. I'm in this place in this book of like, oh my god, what's going on, and how am I getting out? How am I getting out? <laughs> this is awful. Yeah, you, you're still pretty much a virgin in, in the business, and that, that's cool. Yeah, that, that's interesting. That, that's um. That's that's actually very interesting. What about female clients? Do you, do you have any female clients? I mean, 
presumably, you know, you'd think a, a beautiful woman would want to be with another beautiful woman. I, I, <laughs> Such I'm a male guessing. fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> it's very much. I mean, I, I, I think I think the the thought of two women, two beautiful women together, is absolutely angelic to me. Now, yes, and I, men pay I, a lot for that. You know, oh, I, I would, I would. My piggy bank would be open within seconds if I could ever uh, have that happen. I, I swear. But then I'm again, coming the, down to Southwest Florida in that case. I'll, I'll leave the door open. Don't worry. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll send you directions. Yeah, but, but then again, the thought of two men together is is, is just horrendous to me. I, I can't even imagine that. But that's not what you do anyway. So we can move along from that, <laughs> that question. But... Um, in your in your I have of, I, go on yeah go on. No, I have had other women call, but a lot of times what happens is it's couples, the wife and the husband, or uh, yeah. a, a, a guy who wants to to see two girls, so I bring a girlfriend with me. But I did uh, one time have a woman from the Midwest who was in town on a business trip, and she called, and I wasn't quite sure what she wanted really because I tried my best, but. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think in the long run, a lot of the girls talk about this. Um, we all wish there was a service for us instead of just going to the Korean spa and getting beat up, you know, you yeah. know, by a woman in a black bathing suit, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We wish that men, I think, had a service mentality. It was. It's not that we feel we're in service to men. It's just that we know how to take care of you so well. And we've just raised that way. Girls are raised to take care of. So when it comes to taking care of men in the bedroom, too, we were just really intuitive and, and generous. And so I don't know that men, even in real life, have ever done that. And professionally, I'm not, I don't know if men could do that for women, what we do mm. for men. I'm not sure. I'd, I'd love for there to be a service where I could just call up and a man would treat me the way I treat my clients. That'd be amazing. I'd be broke, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think men are too selfish. I think men are very selfish in, in that department. So, um, and, and I don't know if they're stupid, selfish so. or just maybe unaware. Yeah, you unaware. know, yeah, yeah, unaware, yeah. and uh, and I think that's a major problem with men. But um, I know, I know that I've suffered from it in, in the past. I, I try very hard to try and please who, if I'm if I should ever be with someone again, um, I'll do my best to please them. Trust me. <laughs> One can hope. One can hope. <laughs> so I, I don't want you to name any names because we're, you know, going out to people on, on air. Um, but have you ever, ever um, <laughs> been hired by somebody, shall we say, who is famous and you didn't oh. know that and, and you turn up and suddenly you think, oh, my God. Yes. Really? Oh, who was it? Yes. Go on, tell me. Go on, go on, go on tell me. Just well, no, go on. Just His name you know, is Brian Howe. Oh, what? Oh, what? No. I've been what? outed. I've been outed. I secretly knew. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was Brian Howe like in bed? Was, was he, Amazing. Was he? Well, he wasn't doing coke. He was great, yeah. Well, Brian's, <laughs> I know Brian very well, and he's never done coke, so. Oh, well, then all um, right. Different Brian, he's, different Brian. It must be a different Brian Howe. Yeah, thank right. you. <laughs> yeah no it's it's just um that must be a bit awkward when you do you know you walk in and suddenly you know that you, you recognize the person and yeah it's I mean, so it's so wonderful because sometimes there are people i've actually admired 
a lot. So I just, I have to stop myself from going into 70 questions, you know, that I've always wanted to ask that person. Like think of a famous person that you've always wanted to meet and then you get to meet them and not only meet them, but you get to be naked with them. And it's like, ah, I want to ask you questions, but here's our genitals. Ah, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I feel that way about Taylor Swift. I, I I would love, I would love the chance of shelling out a few dollars to spend some time with Taylor Swift. But I don't, I don't think she needs the money or has the inclination to ever meet with me so but you never know you never know you never know um were they good experience i, I gotta i gotta mind this one more question yeah right we're, we're so you so you you had some celebrity were any overwhelming or underwhelming or um one overwhelming? uh well one was so nice i he was on the verge of fame now he's super famous at the time he was on the verge and um i knew who he was but he was more famous in England than he was here in the United States. So mm. when I when I first met him, I had such a we had such a beautiful evening that we went like three hours overtime and I just and I he was so wonderful and I thought, oh and then I started to see him as he got more and more famous. I thought, oh God, I'm so glad for him. He's such a great he's such a great person. And then there was a writer who got was very famous and then sort of got taken apart a little bit um in the press. So I was kind of I don't know. There was a lot of people like that. And um, my favorite one, though, uh, was was somebody that I knew from when I was a child. So he was older. And so when I met him, I actually couldn't speak. And I actually started singing songs that he sang when I was younger. So I was singing his songs to him. So. I, I, don't, I don't want you to tell us who that was. Of course, no, I won't tell you. What about the initials? Just give us the initials. No. <laughs> Sing us one of the songs. I can't. I can't. I would, he was, but he stared at me. I stood in the doorway when he opened it and I started singing this song and he was like, oh God. And I said, no, I won't be this way. I just want to sing one other song. Oh my God. So did you know, did you know that when you went, this was going to be this person or were you surprised? Or- you know, he has a regular name of like a regular person. So it's not an outstanding name. It's like, if you said, you know, John Smith or something like that. So I could see where I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if that was him? And it was him. And I was like, oh my God, you know? So, oh, wow. Yeah. But wow. it wasn't something I would have suspected naturally, you know? Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. So, so Bruce Springsteen, then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um- Bruce Springsteen, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're in a very competitive business. Obviously, it's 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 yes. it's, it's it's a business that is geared for the for the younger woman. I would suggest, and and you know, you have to have an incredible body. I would suggest, and I would suggest you have to be um, not gaining weight, and you got to look your best whenever you, you wherever you are doing doing whatever. Um, how much? time did you devote to, to working out? I mean, I, I, I'm guessing that you spent at least a couple of hours a day in a gym or, 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 or are you just genetically predisposed to being just fine? <laughs> yes, I am robotic. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, well, first of all, let me say just to, just to your premise is, is should be right, but it's just a little bit off only in that um, actually the older that I got, and the less kind of gorgeous I was, the better my business got. It was sort of strange. I expected it to go worse because the first thing I was told when I was about 26 years old was, hey, kid, you're no spring chicken when are you getting out of the business. And I thought, I'm only 26. Oh, my God. Really? You know? Yeah, because men have a big youth culture thing, and they think that it's a business for young women. But actually, the older women do much better and make a lot more money and are much more in demand. But the younger women, when I was younger... Um, 
we spend like about 50% of our money uh, set aside for plastic surgeries, little things, Botox, this, that, the other thing, you know, uh, breast jobs, gym, hair, nails, clothes, you know, because it is very competitive at that age. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because I was such, it was such a physical job, it was almost like doing yoga a lot, you know, <laughs> in the bed, in bed yoga. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't yeah, have to yeah. go to the gym all that yeah, true. much. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, and I wasn't yeah. on my back. I kind of did most of the work, so <laughs> so I was the active one. Oh, you like to you, so you like to ride the pony. I, I, no. I, 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 I understand. Yeah, I like to take control of the situation. Otherwise, the situation will take control of me. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever yeah. become? Have you have you yourself ever become attached to a client and thought, "Oh my God, I, I'm 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 getting feelings for this guy"? Or yeah, that, does that ever sure, happen? of course, of really? course, yeah, of course, what, yeah. What are you doing later? Are you are you hanging out? <laughs> yeah. no, I think I'm on a JetBlue flight to Fort Myers. <laughs> That's perfect. I'll be at the airport. I'll, I'll be there. Um, no, it's just it's just odd. It, it, it's it is something that I've never experienced. I, I, I've never, I've never had the the nerve. To, Why? Uh, because I think it's just because I'm British, I suppose, and I think it's more of an. I, I'm guessing that it's much more of an American culture thing with with, with, with escort. No, it's. I mean, no, and you're in England. It's not only legal, but they have a huge uh, internet business there. And the, it's wonderful there. Do they? You see, I'm, yes. I'm, I've lived in the states now for over thirty years, so I, I really don't have any, any, any knowledge of, of what goes on there. But um, I don't know. It's just uh, I don't know. It, it. I wouldn't know what to do or say. You know? Well, you wouldn't have to do anything. First of all, she would come to you, or you'd she'd meet you somewhere, and then she, you would open the door and you'd let her in, and you guys would sit down and have a glass of you know, champagne or something else or say hello. And she would talk. She's usually probably getting amazing at conversation because that's what she does. And she'll make it so easy. And you'll think, God, I've never gotten on so well with a woman before in my life. This is amazing. Well, that's <laughs> and, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation, things. for instance, have you ever gone to visit a, 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 a client and that's all they wanted to do was just sit around and talk and have a drink and have company without any sex at all. Well, you know, yes and yes and no. I mean, I think we've, I, we can spend a lot of time having an incredible evening like that. But in the end, most men want to finish it off with a nice happiness moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a quick one hour thing. I don't do that anymore, but there's a lot of people who do. So, yeah, it, it's usually like a date. Think of it like a date that you don't have to go out to dinner for if you don't want to. And it goes, it's the best date of your life. You're like, this is going so well. Who knew? Mm. I was this charming, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well let's get away from bed, the, 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 <laughs> Let's get away from Mr. Charming. Let's get back into the sordid world of uh, escorts. Oh, okay. What is, what is the strangest <laughs> thing you've been asked to do? Um, oh, sexually, uh, there's something really, really messed up. I mean, it, um, you must have attracted some some weirdos, right? Yeah, back in those days, there was a lot of stuff. Well, one time there was a guy who used to 
like to party and he would, you know, have Coke and bring in about 14 girls at a time, um, oh. you know, at $300 each. And then he would do a ton of Coke, you know, so there wasn't much that could happen. It was just kind of like a little mushroom cap down there, kind of a hiding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> little hidey turtle. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that, but he wanted to lay in the bathtub and have people poop on his face, which oh I wouldn't do. It was so disgusting. I know. And and kind of wanted these. They have like these toys that have like, I never. I don't know what you get them at a sex store. And they have like little golf balls that are attached by a string. And he wanted those to be put up his bum and then pulled out while everybody watched and laughed at him. And we had to laugh like, ha, 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 ha. The laughing was so hard because you would think it'd be funny, but it wasn't. And so it was just a forced laugh is like a forced orgasm. You know, it's like, ha, 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 ha. You know, so. I can't even imagine who this guy yeah. was. I mean, what it was, goes on in your mind? It's I know it's kind I of I, stuff from childhood. Who knows? You know, just sad. But there, but then we used to pull it out and do this poopy dance because as you were pulling it out, he was facing the other way, but also the poop came out. So you'd be like, ah, I got to dance with oh, the poop. Oh, lovely. Uh, you can edit that out if you want to. Oh, that, no, oh no, that's staying in. That's definitely, <laughs> we're going to lead with that. We're going to lead with the poopy dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let, let's imagine that this book, and, and I'm sure it's going to be a huge success because it's something that uh, every every guy is, is interested in reading about this, and I'm sure many women are too, but... Let's say that they that that when the book takes off and it, and, it, and as I say it will, and uh, they want to make a series. So. If they want to make a series on HBO, and, Ooh, and all that would that, be nice. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to find it to to remain anonymous, or or, or will you then come out and say that was in I the will, past? And, and, yeah, and I would then come now. out. Yeah, because I wouldn't have anything to protect then. Yeah, right now I can't because I'm still I'm still endangered if I come out. So. I can't. Really? Yeah. Describe describe endangered. I mean, uh, okay. Well, for one thing, if people in my life, like let people I don't want to know, know, then I can be just hurt by them. Whereas if I had enough money to walk away, I could say, you know, you like me or you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I gotcha. um, but also, gotcha. the police right now could still, if I'm working, they could find me. Um, also, banks in America, I don't know if you know this, but um, but banks and credit card companies will cut you off and not let you have accounts with them if they know you're working. Um, so you can lose all your bank accounts and credit cards. Um, Isn't that funny? Isn't that so stupid? It is so stupid, especially when you think of the other crimes that go on in the world. And the fact that it's a crime at all is silly because it's a sad thing, too, <laughs> that you can't give and receive love um, and payment for your time in becoming really good at it without yeah, it being a crime. And, and it really is the oldest profession. And it is a profession. Yeah, because, it's a profession. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you don't declare your earnings to the. <laughs> of course revenue. I do. Oh, sure I do. I have oh, to. Oh, you do? Of course, I pay my taxes. I've done, I probably pay them more honestly than most people because I don't want to have any trouble from that. So I declare almost every dollar I've ever made. And um, I call myself a consultant, an entertainment consultant, and I, I declare see. everything. I yeah. No, that's, you know, it's interesting because back in the days when this book was taking place, the woman who ran the escort service ended up getting busted and at one point. Oh. And yeah, but that's future. But she did, and they arrested her. And they could get her on nothing because nobody would talk, first of all. They had no evidence, second of all. But also she paid every single dime of her taxes. She paid everything. So they got her on hmm. nothing. 
So it was the tax paying that helped her. Wow. I know it's That's crazy because it all comes down to the money, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So at, at the end of the day, you've been doing this now for 30 years. 72, 58. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so old right now. Oh my God. My nipples are on my knees. <laughs> well, can I ask you, can I, let, let me ask you this. How, how old are you, darling? Because I have no, you look, you look beautiful on, on your, Thank on your book you. cover. Um, Thank you. And let's presume that's not you. So you're probably 60 something i don't know no because well, the 80s is quite a while ago i mean i'm just trying to think you know well i'm john's gonna edit this out right john uh, well uh, let me just say i uh, yeah i mean yeah no i mean whatever you tell me <laughs> no i um definitely i was in my late 20s in the in the 80s for there sure there you go Okay, so that's, that's close that's enough. A, yeah, so you're so you know you know your way around the world now, and it's there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, but but on the end of this, <laughs> by the end of this first book, yes. you're still an escort. You know you're, you're still yes. doing it, obviously. Um, and 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 it's going to be a series, correct? There's going to be two, three, yes. four books. There's going to be a series. Plus, I'm writing a solo show that I hope will be out in. I'm hoping to take it to the Edinburgh Festival. Um, so it should be out in September. I hope. Oh, so uh, you'll, you, you'll do a, a situation where you literally walk out on stage and just start. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love shows like that. So because you're, oh, you're going you to act in it? You're going to act in the. In yeah. I have already tried out um, the first uh, three quarters of it. I have just the, a couple more bits to fill in to test out. It tested out the first three 20 minute segments and they've gone over really well. So, um, yeah, the, the solo show is also called My Horizontal Life and the book's going to be like about five different books and the solo show encompasses all five books so for instance this first book that you read is really only the first 20 minutes of the show it's not all all the stories in it obviously but it's just the basic gist of starting out and should i do it shouldn't i do it you know and where i end up at the end of it in the middle of the first part of the show won't that out you won't i mean you'll be out it will point, it right? will at that point i'll be out yes <laughs> at that point so, i'll be outed but once you're outed my, my darling are, are you going to continue to do it or or, or what or that i guess you won't be able to successfully well i've kind of made it so that you know when you try to get getting into the business was like rolling over those steel tires in a parking lot that go do not back up or your tires will be punctured you know <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah, sort yeah, of getting yeah. in i kind of knew and getting out is the same way it's very difficult to get out as well so you have to really plan well so I've made plans and I've kind of tried to work it where I'm going to be okay and um, have people that, uh, you know, clients in my life that take care of me uh, until I can take off, until maybe the show takes off or the book takes off or something else happens. Well, I would get ready for that because I'm sure it is going to take off. Yeah, <laughs> would that uh, be nice? I think Wouldn't it's lovely. Nice? No, I think, I think it's a fascinating book. And like I said earlier, I think that people are genuinely going to be interested in seeing in behind the doors of, of of that lifestyle i think it's i think it's something that appeals to a lot of people that otherwise will never know they'll never know because they will never hire a, a, a an escort right or, or become right. an escort and, and i'm sure it's a burning question for many many people um i wonder how much money i could make doing it okay I'm, so i'll I'm, give I'm, you an example I'm, what you could make i can't wait to hear this <laughs> If you're I good. You keep if out of this, good. John. <laughs> <laughs> this is my idea, John. You shut up. Okay. No one wants me to right. believe me, but you're Brian. So 
John, you could do it too. I just don't know you. But yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> tell her, Brian. There's no way. I got. No, I got no chance. No, he has. He has uh, an appeal. You know. <laughs> Well, to blind women. <laughs> to blind women. <laughs> there are a lot of blind women, I must tell with, you. With no, of, with no sense of touch. Go ahead. So if, I, if I was going to start off today and, and, and open up my phone lines, which I might just give out my phone number right now and ask girls to call me, because I am relatively lonely compared to how I have been when I've been dating the same girl Aww. for nine bloody years. And then she turns Sorry. around and says, I don't want to see you anymore. Okay. Disposable you are. Disposable. It's terrible. I do. I feel very disposed because <laughs> right. I've, had to deal, I've had to deal with, you know, uh, uh, a relationship that I thought was going to be for keeps and forever. And, and it, it obviously hasn't transpired that way. And it's, a lot of that yeah. is probably down to me. But um, that, that I'm sorry. makes me. But you've done so well. Seth, I mean, is it Seth or is it safe? Because it's safe haven or is it Seth haven? Well, I guess it's the same, long, really. well, the long name uh, was Persephone and it was too long, so we shortened it to Seth. So, Sephi, okay. which Persephone, the Seth is from the middle of that word. So, Persephone okay. haven. Yeah, and at one point, I mean, you've cut, you've done so well. You, you, at one point, I, I read that you had like less than a dollar to your name, and now. You've you've done a, a a lot of different things, but now you're moving into the world of books, and and I think I, I I'm just very proud of you. I think you've done great, <laughs> Thank and, and, I, you. and I, I I really I, I I'm uh, let's do dinner. <laughs> yeah, let's do dinner, and I'll tell you how you can make a living as an escort. <laughs> I, I I don't think I'd be very good at, at that. I don't know because of my shyness. No, you know what you you have to have a really really huge imagination. I don't know where that was going. I thought you were going to say something else there for a minute, Seth. And I'd fail in that department too. (laughs) Big imagination. Huge. Mine's mine's very average, but it does get angry, but it's very average. (laughs) (laughs) But there we are. I don't know. Bad company. Bad company. Bad company. Yeah. It's. it's, it's been a pleasure having you on board. Thank Seth. you, it Brian. Really Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I really want you to come back when you when you do another um, another book, a, a part of the uh, series, and uh, come back on and, and let's talk about the next step forward for Seth and and, and where she was then, because I think that's just as fascinating as, as the early days, and I'd, I'd love to do that. It would be wonderful. Thank it's you. Been a tremendous pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Seth Haven, the book of course, is called Horizontal Life, an Escort's Tale. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for next week where we'll have somebody less interesting, I'm sure. I love you all. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Thanks also to my producer, John Bledsoe. I am Brian Howe. You've been listening to How About That.